live in 20 seconds. My name is Tom Cerny. And this is a little bit of live and in real time radio. I'm here every night on WPTF Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 each night. And we bring you programs we hope uh, edify and entertain. And uh, usually when the guy that's on with us tonight is on, we get edified a lot and entertained a little bit, but we're talking about things that are uh, that are entertaining. So who knows? Maybe you could say that. I'm pulling his leg a little bit. His name is Jim Clark, and it's always interesting because I have two Jim Clarks who are regular guests. And one of them, my, my wife asked me today, who, who are we going to have tonight? And I said, well, Jim Clark. And I said, not Raleigh Jim Clark, Nashville Jim Clark. So we've got the capital of one state or another. But Jim Clark became a guest on the show. I'm guessing, and Jim, you're going to get to come in here in just a second, uh, about uh, 30 years ago. Does that sound about right to you? I think that's right. Right about 30, but probably 1991, if I guess. Yeah, I know it was certainly by 1995. We were, were friendly by then because you sent me the picture of the people sitting on the stage in Winston-Salem. You remember that? And oh, sure, yeah. That's when Anita Corso called. I think you called her on the telephone because she was uh, was ill from cancer and ultimately would die. Yeah, that was that was October of 95 for that big reunion in Winston-Salem for the 35th anniversary of the show. And then Anita died like November 6th or 4th or something like that right after that. I'm going to ask my producer, John Sauter, to... Uh, I'm doing this from home tonight, Jim. I, I partly connected with my, uh, an accident I had and partly connected with uh, the uh, coronavirus and so on. But I'm going to ask my producer, John Sauter, to turn Jim up, uh, if he can, just a little bit here. And uh, so I can make sure that I hear every word that he says. Uh, we do this, Jim Clark, every time, but you have such an unusual... Uh, I don't want to say occupation because that that would that wouldn't be right. But uh, but you've been doing something kind of interesting since you I believe since you graduated from Vanderbilt University. You did graduate, didn't you? Yeah, yeah well, despite my job, but which, which, oh, might, which might have prevented it. Is, sometimes when you become a watcher of reruns, you forget to go to class and stuff yeah. like that. And, there wasn't uh, any forgetting to it. I just deliberately didn't go so I could watch the Andy Griffith show. Right. Yeah. Well, that's that's a part of explaining exactly what you do. But, but I, I put on the schedule today, the one that goes on the website that indicates what we're going to have. I think it was, uh, our guest tonight is going to be Jim Clark, the presiding goober of the Andy Griffith Rerun Watchers Club. Does that sound right? That sounds just right. And I, I thought... Somebody was going to censor me for that, and I'm insulting you. And I said, "No, no, no. That's that's his self-chosen moniker." Uh, and, uh, so yeah, on. But uh, uh, so we're going to talk about the Andy Griffith Show tonight because you have made uh, a good bit of your time uh, since you graduated from the institution named for Com- Commodore Vanderbilt, uh, promoting and being interested in the life and career of the citizens of Mayberry, I guess North Carolina. But tell us how you got in. How you got into this? That can be part of our show tonight. Well, after be, after being born and raised in Greensboro, nineteen sixty, the same year the show started, and we I went away to college, like you said, and, and decided, to, along with three other fellows, to start the, the Andy Griffith Show Rerun Watchers Club because we were watching the show every day on our one TV set at the fraternity house, and uh, we were we figured as long as we were doing that, we might as well call ourselves something. And, we were organizing ourselves sort of to make sure we got dibs on the TV before the MASH fans got there. Cause, you know, I like MASH too, but I like the Andy Griffith Show better. 
because um, they wrote the shows were on at the same time, so we had to make sure we got dibs before they got there, first come, first serve. And that's how the club started, and then just the four of us. And then it kind of word of mouth on campus, and then around Nashville, and then Middle Tennessee, and then nationwide, and then worldwide. And kind of word kind of spread by word of mouth and by and by Tom Kearney. <laughs> well, we love the Andy Griffith Show, and we've been doing the best we can to, to get the word out. And so you've been with us at least once a year and sometimes more more often than that. Uh, I think I heard of you and uh, the Rerun Watchers Club when somebody in Raleigh uh, applied to have a chapter here. And you have something like 1,500 chapters of the Andy Griffith Rerun Watchers Club, I believe. Close Does that again. sound like the right number? We're 1467. Uh, uh, we got a... I'll go back 1,500 or not. It'll be a while, maybe. But. Well, uh, but each one of them had to choose a uh, a signature of some sort, some something from the Andy Griffith Show, and you uh, founded uh, chapter number one, which is the Andy, quote, end quote, chapter in, in Nashville. And the second, as I remember it, you and I can do this together, is in Greensboro, where you grew up and where your parents live. And it is the, it the Barney chapter. That's right. That's, 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 and I cannot remember the gentleman's name. I'm embarrassed, but he's uh, from my home county. He's from Wayne County, North Carolina, I believe, near Fremont, and he's the one who gave me your private number. And that's yep, how I yep, got to see yep, you. Do you know yep, who I'm talking Jim about? Yeah, Jim Balance from the Barney chapter. He moved to Greensboro and was a, was a teacher and, and a trainer there at the high school for years. And But, yeah, grew up around the Fremont and Goldsboro area. And I, I still have got the letter somewhere. I just can't find it. I, you, my, my study is what I call it. It's really a kind of a junk room, but I, 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 this is where I work and so on. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you've never heard a program that Jim Clark has been involved in before, that's that's who he is. He's the presiding goober of the organization, which I believe is sort of the primary. I'm going to say, if I go wrong, he's on the phone and he can correct me, but. It's really, in plain English, the primary fan club of the Andy Griffith Show and uh, and particularly of, of a magical place that we are never sure whether it exists or not. We think maybe it does. How would they have all those movies of it? Uh, a place called Mayberry. Is that, am I taking the right flight tonight, Jim? Yeah, I think so. I think I'll go right on believing that it's real. It's worked so far. and uh, But it's been interesting to me, and this is part of what we can talk about, because uh, we're not going to be able to take any calls tonight, but we're limited by our technology of, of telephones. But uh, you and I can, as Ricky Ricardo would have said, we can explain it if we want to. But it's it's always been interesting to me the roads that the Andy Griffith Rerun Watchers Club took uh, once they came into existence, because they didn't just sit around and watch reruns. They created, in some sense, uh, Mayberry. And is, is, there's a, a member of your club called David Browning, isn't there? Yeah. He, he I think the... he, he came up on another show about something else the other night, and uh, some guy said he was... Uh, uh, does he Is he the policeman? Is he the Barney character? Yeah, he, he was. The, he's the, one of the, the main... Uh, Barney, uh, Mayberry deputy uh, performer, tribute artist. Uh, he did Mayberry Days for many years and uh, did a lot of the cast reunions. And working with Don Nosh. Don, Don liked to have him around to uh, kind of 
take the burden off Don still having to do Barney. David could do it, could do the Barney part, and Don could come out and do his regular comedy and not have to worry about doing all the Barney stuff. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, so David, he's semi-retired from doing Barney now, doesn't do Mayberry Days anymore, but uh, still doing some performances. But, yeah, he's one of the great, one of the, one of the better uh, uh, and favorite uh well, the Maybe part that always good. interested me was the, the the effort to get cast members involved in in appearances at different places, reunions, special events, yeah. and uh, and uh, let them touch the, the the fandom, so to speak, and and in yes. particular uh, the creation of something at uh, Mount Airy, North Carolina, called Mayberry Days. And in fact, that's why I called you what I did because I. I got to thinking, maybe a days may not happen this year. Well, maybe we ought to touch base, I said, with Jim Clark and find out how that, that's going. And what we're going to do now, Jim, is take a break, and when we come back, we're going to find out about that. Is okay. that okay? Sounds good. Okay, fine. Thank you. John? Hi, John. Hi, John. Hi, John. It's 86 degrees at the airport right now, 920 on our clock, and we're talking with Jim Clark the presiding goober of the Andy Griffith Show Rerun Watchers Club, and one of our favorite guests over the years. We go back, we, he surmises, and I, I, I find it agreeable to, to 1991, so we're just about a year away from being 30 years, and that would be, by the way, just half the age of the Andy Griffith Show, which came on in, I believe, October of 1960. Does that sound right? That's right, October 3rd. That's right. Yes, I think our first show together was 1991. I think that's when Ambie's Mayberry Cookbook came out. Uh, and just this year, after 29 years, they finally they came out with a hardback uh, edition of that. So that's how long we've been doing this. To give, to no, I, I, I know it doesn't have anything to do with the Andy Griffith show, but I was telling John because I'm a fan of this. But didn't you do a Nero Wolf Cookbook one time? No, I published the same publisher that, that, that did some of our other books. Uh, did one, did a Nero yeah. book. Yeah. I'm a fan of, uh, I like to read American Mysteries, and Nero Rick Stiles are really good, and Nero Wolf's good one. And I've actually fixed some of the recipes in there. They're really hard to fix. <laughs> he goes the last mile. But uh, uh, we, what was it we were going to talk about when we came back? I, I, Maybe. Oh, it's, uh, well, we, we'll, we'll get the, the case of what you know, and you probably don't know much more than most of our citizens do about what's going to happen in stage three in North Carolina of uh, you know, reopening our, our society. But then I think the words are supposed to come down in about the middle of August. But as of right now, what do you know about the, uh, the uh, Mayberry Day celebration? Well, they're still planning to have it in whatever form uh, Governor Cooper's requirements are. Uh, they're, just they're, they're, like, they're like about to wait to see what he says will be allowed, whether what size gatherings they can have. But they're going to have some form of Mayberry Days. They just don't know yet uh, you know, whether it will be lots of little small groups of people doing things or whether they'll be able to have larger groups outside or what. So they're going to, but they're working on it. and They're, they're still full steam ahead, but they don't, just don't know yet which, which, which direction to go with it quite yet. But they're, you know, hopefully by middle of August, early August, they'll have a well, for our listeners who are not aware of it is, uh, Great time for an outing. I think it's usually the last weekend in September, if I remember correctly. And you get to go to Mount Airy, North Carolina, and they've got country and bluegrass music on the on the WPAQ, I think is the radio station there. It's the, uh, after the Grand Ole Opry, the longest-running show of that type in America is what, I, is what I've heard. Yeah, the, 
fact, I, I've got my hair cut today at the Manmore Barbershop bar here in, in Raleigh. Uh, I was the only one in there, and I thought about, uh, 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 what is it, Floyd's Barbershop? Uh, That's right, that, yeah. that exists in Mayberry? Yeah, and Mount uh, yeah, Airy has, 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 has Floyd City Barbershop that was run for many years by Russell Hyatt. His 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 son has taken over, and although he himself doesn't cut hair, although he has other barbers that are cutting hair, so it's still, it's still going. Well, I have a friend that's an employee of the company that I work for, Curtis Media, and he took his son. He was such a fan of the Andy Griffith Show that he took his son to Mount Airy to get his first haircut. Yeah, I have heard that done by many people. <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, I, if I went, I would want to go to. Uh, I, I can't remember the the, the restaurant, but to get the the the, the pork sandwich. Pork sandwich. Oh yeah, the snappy lunch right next door to the boys' barber shop. You get a haircut and go next door and get uh, world's best pork chop sandwich. It's just an amazing sandwich. Is Wally's filling station still working? There's there's a Wally's uh, down the street. Yeah, uh, they don't. It's more of a tourist attraction now. I don't know if they actually even pump gas there, but they have uh, they have squad cars and they have all kinds of mock up with the Bayberry Jail and they do squad car tours and that kind of thing. So it's a it's a thriving what? business. See, this is why the, the, the show, there were other reasons that I, I liked the Andy Griffith show to begin with. And uh, number two, Andy Griffith, the, the actual person taught at my high school in Goldsboro. It was 10 years before I was there, but, I mean, he, he, he had left uh, footprints, so to speak, and so on. And uh, I think uh, Goldsboro feels like they have a small claim on him because that was when he was learning some of his comedy routines and practicing uh, uh, and they when they did the, the this, uh, this Is Your Life uh, show for him with Ralph Edwards back in the 50s. I guess it was the 50s, maybe it was the 60s. But in, in, anyway, when they did it, they had the principal of my high school went and got to testify. Uh, and uh, and uh, he was one of the teachers. I, I know you know this, Jim, of Carl Castle, the longtime NPR right. man who died not too long ago. They, they, they were... They were... Both in the Lost Colony as well. I think Andy probably helped steer Carl in that direction. Well, you know, I was thinking today that that he he was in the Lost Colony for a while, and I think that's what led him ultimately to Goldsboro because the director of the Lost Colony was the just the drama teacher at my high school. But uh, it was uh, also he loved the North Carolina because he loved North Carolina and he loved the North Carolina coast and uh, yeah, as. We we thought of well, it's been eight years now since he passed away. Yeah, and it hardly seems that long. But uh, he uh, uh, was living on the coast of North Carolina, and I think the last few years of Matlock were done in Wilmington or in that area because he wanted them done there so he could wouldn't have to go back to Hollywood. He could stay home. Right now he wanted to stay on the coast. He'd like, like to bring some business to North Carolina, but also it's just more convenient for him. So yeah. Pretty savvy as far as working that out. There's all you know. There ended up being a little mystery about that because I think he was the case of well, he died and was buried the same day. That's uh, right. Yeah, he did. He did not, that was his specification. He, that's how he wanted it done. So they, they made it happen. Very, very private. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jim Clark is our guest tonight on uh, the Tom Kearney Show on WPTF, and. Uh, uh, well, Jim, I, I went to the website today. I went to, uh, to I, it, it had been a long time. I think the last time we talked, actually, was probably 
sometime last fall or sometime about Mayberry Day's time a year ago. And part of the reason was uh, that I was incapacitated for a while and was away, and that's one reason I wanted to get you back. But you've, you've made some changes. And could you talk about what the what the Mayberry community is? Yeah, that's just, it's, the, uh, it's an online site. It's kind of, kind of just a group, kind of a message board site where people kind of have conversations about Mayberry. And it's, it's free. Uh, it's all, in fact, there's a wide variety of, of um, similar kind of message boards, either on, on our Mayberry.com website or through like Facebook. There's lots of groups on there that are affiliated with our fan club uh, that you know, have different, some are more focused on trivia, some more on the events or the history or the biographies of the characters. There's, there's different ones that have different interests. Uh, so you can kind of pick and choose. There's, there's a lot of a lot of Mayberry groups out there that are with our fan club that are very active, especially online, which has been great, of course, during the pandemic because you know, can't really get together in, in person anymore. So it's nice to be able to do the uh, uh, thing through social media. You know, I love to keep up with things where something like Mayberry or uh, the the movie Groundhog Day is one of my favorites, where it has come on the scene and we've been entertained by it, and it has become real enough that it, that the word has passed into the lexicon, into our dictionary, into our, our speech as signifying something that when we say it, we know exactly what we're talking about. Right. And when we talk about Mayberry, I think we, we're talking about I mean, I think there are people who like the Andy Griffith show because of Andy Griffith and because of Don Knotts, but there are people who just like the idea of Mayberry. And uh, and when they when they when they say, uh, I was watching a TV show the other night. It was a kind of a rough crime show, and the guy said to the other guy, "Where are you going? Do you think you're going to Mayberry?" Which meant he was going to be easy going and sweet and kind, and everybody was going to like everybody. And that was not where he was going, by the way. Yeah. But uh, but we knew exactly what he meant when we say when we use the word Mayberry. Now that happens. Uh, you know, it, it, like you say, it, it, it's part of the kind of part of the lexicon of the culture now. But uh, and, but a lot of folks, even if they aren't fans, they they, they still know the reference and, and, and use it uh, uh, as a way to communicate a certain feeling. Well, we're just about to the point, Jim, where we're going to have to do the news. I'm still. Having a little little trouble picking up everything because the signal's kind of weak. And during the break, we'll ask John to redial your number and everything and see if we can get a better line there. But Jim Clark, we're we are not going on without him, the presiding goober. Uh, and in fact, we have to ask you about Gomer and Goober tonight. Uh, so uh, maybe that's something we can talk about during the second half hour. Uh, but we're going to pause now and check the news right after this. 934 on News Radio 680 WPTF. I'm Carney here on a Monday night. Uh, this is where we usually stick in a promo if we can. My brother Stephen is going to be with us. Now, I have to admit that uh, we, we failed to communicate on this, but he's either going to be with us tomorrow night or Thursday night, and we're going to talk about the uh, well, the future of the movie house, the brick-and-mortar movie, movie house, the one we've been going to since the, the Nickelodeon existed in. And it, it started. Uh, what, what's going to happen there? Whether we're going to be watching movies in in other uh, from other situations in the future? But we're going to talk about that one of the nights. And and the other night, uh, the alternate night, once we get them straightened, it was a question of when he could do it. We're going to do a nostalgia night. But uh, our uh, our 
our schedule that we put on the website today, and you can check that each week. We put it up on Monday morning, uh, and if you work through through it and go to the point where it says host and click on on Tom Kearney, you can can find that. Uh, we will. Uh, we're planning to do it tomorrow night. Uh, the show about the, the movie houses, but if he can't do it tomorrow night, we will do it on Thursday night, and we'll do a nostalgia show tomorrow night. Wednesday night, Pam Beck, our uh, correspondent that deals with plants and flowers and gardens and things like that, will be here to talk about what can be done at this point of the year. Uh, I think people, some people who are consigned to stay in or at least not go far from home or working in their gardens or in their yards more, so maybe he'll still have some ideas on dealing with that. Friday night will be trivia night, of course. Tonight, Tim Clark. Tim, are you there? Yes. Yes. Okay, we, we'll hope this, this thing sounds a little bit better now. Jim Clark is the presiding goober of the Andy Griffith Rerun Watchers Club, which uh, promotes the watching of the Andy Griffith Show. And, uh, by the way, uh, Jim, uh, Woody Seymour, who lives in Sanford, I think you were on his uh, his TV program with yeah. him one time. a couple, three years ago, yeah. And uh, he, he uh, I told him you were going to be on, and I think he wanted me to, to give you a, a shout. You know, a tell, tell him Goober says hey. Goober says hey. I said that to somebody who obviously was not a big fan of the Andy Griffith Show, and they thought maybe I had lost my mind. But I spoke a little earlier of finding one of the unique things about the Andy Griffith Show Rerun Watchers Club and and the, the way of becoming a community and coming together was to have events and involve the stars or, and in some cases, people imitating the stars, as we talked about in one case. But uh, there have been less and less, uh, as time has passed, uh, of the stars. And so one of the things, sadly, we get... Uh, uh, on uh, uh, when we get an update from you regarding the Andy Griffith Show Rerun Watchers Club, is is the who is who is still with us? Is Betty? Is uh, I'm trying to think. Of Betty Lou, the Betty, woman Betty, Betty Lynn, Betty Lou, is still, she's still Betty, Betty Lynn, with us. Betty Lynn, who played Thelma yeah. Pardon me. Betty Lynn, who played Thelma Lou. Thelma Lou, is she, I know she had moved to Mount Airy. Is she still there? She is. She's about to uh, turn uh, ninety-four in, uh, next month. Okay. Still doing and, well. Uh, but I know that uh, it has been a long time, but I know that George Lindsay, that, I've been trying to think of his name all day, and I meant to look it up, and I hadn't had time, but he played Goober, and I know you were friends with George and so on, but he passed away a couple of years ago, I believe. Actually, the same year Andy, uh, about a month, about two months before Andy, 2012. Uh, Jim Neighbors passed away about three years ago, I think, uh, Comer. But George Lindsay passed away in, in 2012. Uh, how about the members of the Dillards and the the, the young lady who played uh, the 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 daughter of uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the actor. Briscoe Darling, yeah, Denver Powell, yeah, Denver Powell, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Maggie Maggie Peterson played Charlene Darling. She lives in Las Vegas, and uh, uh, she's had a foot surgery in the last year, and this last week she had shoulder surgery. Shoulder surgery, so she's had a lot of uh, uh, medical things going on the last year or so. But uh, but I doubt that she'll be able to make Mayberry Days this year. In fact, I'm pretty sure she won't, because I think shoulders take a lot of time to heal. But, uh, but she's, she's doing well otherwise, I think. Well, should they have it? Who is supposed to be in Mayberry Days this year? Because I know it's become a kind of a family affair. Because I think 
Isn't it Don Knotts' daughter that sometimes shows up? Don, of yep. course, passed away about 10 years ago. Yeah, she, she's not coming this year. She was scheduled to, but then uh, because of the pandemic, she's one of the ones who's, who's not coming now. And uh, But I think a, a lot may change between now and Mayberry Days as far as who's coming, but uh, Ronnie Shell, who was uh, in two episodes of the Anger Show, it was Duke Slater on the Gilmore Final USMC. Um, he's, he's coming to do a show, and I think uh, uh, Ronnie Dillard and his, his band from the Darlings, they're, they're going to bring, they're doing a show, they're coming. Um, and Leroy McNeese, who was in what, the episode where they made a, the, the record in Mayberry, he and his band are coming. Uh, and still waiting to hear from some others, but, uh, uh, you know, lots of them depend on what the governor lets them do, so <laughs> we're waiting to see on that. Is the how is the bibliography of the Andy Griffith Show doing? I, I know one of the things that has been good for me over the years was to, well, of course I have copies of your books and the gentleman who used to, I, I don't know if he still teaches in the in the uh, schools in uh, in uh, like Alabama, not Alamance County. What am I trying to say? Guilford County, what's the yeah. Salem, who had maybe one hundred one. Yes, Neil Brower. Yeah, he's he's. Uh... Just, just retired from the ministry, so he theoretically has more time to do some teaching about Mayberry these days. And he, he does lectures during the summer. He usually does three, two or three lectures, lectures at the Andy Griffith Museum in Mount Airy. Uh, his first lecture this year got canceled because of the pandemic, but he's scheduled to be there in August. As of now, anyway, he may have to, they may have to cancel that depending on what the governor says. But, uh, uh, but yeah, he, he's still, still teaching, and uh, he just moved back closer to Greensboro, so he, he's become an active member of the Barnes chapter again, probably. Well, uh, I found his book about as helpful with regard to the Andy Griffith Show as, as yours was, and I also found uh, the the interviews that he did with some of the uh, the uh, participants in, in, the, in the show. I think one of the Dillard, uh, uh, I hope I'm saying that right, brothers, talked about the fact, well, the way they filmed the Andy Griffith show, the single camera, for instance, which is right. the way movies are filmed, and that's not the way most TV programs are, are filmed now, or, or they were beginning to be filmed like the Lucy show was with multiple cameras. Right. Yeah, no, they, they, that was one of, the, one of the things I think that really helped the Andy Griffith show establish a real good tone of, as far as getting, you know, get the intimate close-ups with characters and using the one camera and then resetting it, get the close-ups, which you couldn't always do with the multiple cameras uh, that were shooting and everything sort of live. So, that, uh, yeah, that was one of the real trademarks of the show. I think it kind of made they allowed it to go on locations and stuff. Uh, makes made Mayberry seem more real. I can remember uh, the, the, the Dillard guy saying that uh, what he had the trouble dealing with was he was going out of the door today and he would come back through the door Tuesday week, you know, and uh, yeah. when, when another thing filled he had to kind of get his imagination working there to make that work. And I'm yeah. sure that that's always been a problem of, of, of actors in movies since the time of the Lumiere brothers or whoever it was, that Edison and people who got, got the, the business started and so on. Yeah, no, because you know they they would shoot interiors on a soundstage, and then they have the door. They walk out the door, and then they they would a day or two later they would uh, be shooting the uh, them walking outside the door on location on on an exterior lot, 
uh, several miles away, and they'd have, they'd have to have make sure everything matched up and, as far as the wardrobe and all that. And, uh, and, uh, well, now, I know I'm shifting around, but we've got limited time, and we have to get as much done. Uh, one of the things that I, I think uh, that people tended to reflect on over the years, of course, well, we'll come back and talk about the, the black and white episodes of the Andrew Griffith Show as opposed to the, the full schedule of the, the ones that have color in them. Uh, but uh, was was picking the, the Andrew Griffith uh, uh, show that, that was the favorite, and I think for a number of years it was the, the one where the man was busy on Sunday afternoon and, and he was trying to get his car fixed. I can't remember the name of the episode. but Man, man in a Hurry. Man in a Hurry. Right, Robert M. Key or whatever it was. M. Hart, yeah, Robert M. Hart, yeah, great, great M. Hart, yeah, he was one of those people. And you told me one time that the casting director for the program, since it was affiliated with CBS, was probably pretty much the same one that did the Perry Mason show because Robert M. Hart was on several episodes of the Perry Mason show about the same time. Yeah, there's there's a lot of overlap between Perry Mason in particular and the Andy Griffith show. And yeah, another Chris, show that there was a little bit of overlap with was the uh, Hogan's Heroes. There were oh yeah, Twilight Zone. A lot of those shows. Yeah, they all they all they all used Ruth Burr. She, she was an independent casting director, but she did a lot of her work for CBS during that time. So yeah, so she, a lot of she she knew a certain stable of actors would be good for all those different shows, and so she she knew they were reliable, so she just used them on all the shows, and that was good work for all those actors. Well, now when when. Events are going to go on. Like uh, I remember earlier, you referred to the start to the squad car, and of course that may seem kind of unusual to the un, the, the uninitiated. But if you're an aficionado of the Amigrit show, you know the squad car is a big deal. Uh, I just wish Andy Griffith had had a car of his own and hadn't had to use the squad car to go on dates and everything. So. Yeah, we can always get a Crown Vic like like Matlock, I guess. Well, we, I'm looking at the clock now. We need to take another break now. And my, my, uh, my uh, interviewer's book says at this point, and I, I say this all the time, uh, because we have just an hour. A lot of times when we have a good guest, we have a lot of stuff to get in. But if there's anything that I have not pushed you in the direction of or asked you about or that you want to talk about changes and those kinds of things. Um, and the things that are accessible and open uh, to, to, I know I, in the days before the Internet really took over, I used to get something called the bullet, and I'm sure there's a version of that out there now that I that I can't keep up with. But if you want to talk about those kind of things when we come back, please do. Okay. Jim Clark of the Andy Griffith Show Rerun Watchers Club is our guest tonight, and uh, we're talking about the Andy Griffith Show. Uh, I was interested in, in asking him, and we did this earlier about what was going to be happening about happening about Mayberry Days, which has become a big uh, attraction in Mount Airy, North Carolina, and it's one of those things that uh, I'm sure that North Carolina travel and tourism is glad this on the schedule and are in fact proud of. Uh, but uh, it is caught in this, the the same uh, problem that that all of our society is caught in now with regarding to, to the virus and what is going to be open and what isn't going to be open. And, we find out we don't know the answers to all those questions now. But we're going to have some more talk about the Andy Griffith Show, which 
in October. It's about October 5th or 6th. Jim Clark can tell us when we come back. The Eddie Griffith Show will have been, on, have been on the air for 60 years. And boy, does that make me feel old, because I was a junior in high school when it came on. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. We've been over in the news business over 90 years. WPTF is going to have a birthday. Jim Clark in just a couple of months uh, in September, September 24th or September 22nd. I think we'll be 96 years old, which is just wow. about as old as WSM in, in, in Nashville, Tennessee. That's amazing. Jim? Yes. Uh, yes. I kind of, if I, if I lean my head a certain way, I can hear you better. So I tell you, you, I was making a comment about WSM because you, in Nashville, you get to, Listen to the Grand Ole Opry every Friday and Saturday nights. That's right. And uh, WFCM, I think, is in the WPTF's in the in a sort of legacy category with those stations that have been on since the early 1920s. We'll whatever our 96th birthday in just just a little over two months and, and so on. Congratulations. Any any particular thing? Uh, one of the things I had meant to ask you and let's say by is. We're, uh, I've been watching the uh, Andy Griffith Show on Sundance, but uh, you were telling me there are other places that it's being run, uh, so uh, could you could you tell us what you know about that? Well, in addition to a variety of local stations, but in your area, probably BTV, uh, TV Land still carries it, Sundance, and, uh, and then there are things like you know, Amazon Prime, you can, you can pick, pick and choose which ones you want to watch there. Uh, the show just recently went off of Netflix for for a while, so I'm sure it'll be back at some point. But kind of they kind of come and go on the different subscription services. But, uh, but yeah, I think uh, MeTV is probably one of your best bets in your area. What, what did you say the last one was? MeTV. Okay, well I know you know some of the channels that had it where it was grandfathered in. There were a couple in North Carolina, one in your hometown of Greensboro. And I don't know if WFMY still has it on or not. I haven't seen it on WRL lately, but that doesn't mean it's not there. I, I don't get to watch much television in the daytime, and so. Uh, but they were the ones, one of the ones that, that had relied on it for a long time because they knew it was always popular. Uh, in case somebody doesn't understand what happened uh, to the Andy Griffith Show, it was on what eight or nine years as the Andy Griffith Show. Eight, eight seasons. That's right. And uh, uh, at one point. Uh, well, early on, they discovered that the funny person on the show apparently was Don Knotts, and that Andy was the perfect setup for him. But after about five years, uh, Don Knotts left the show. That's right. Yeah, that, Andy always said that he planned to do only only five seasons. So when they were getting close to the end of the fifth season, uh, Don started looking for other work. Then Andy didn't find any other work he liked better, so he stayed. He decided to stay for three more years. But by then, Don was committed to do movies, so he he left. Still came back to visit for five episodes, but still wasn't was never the same after Don left. Yeah. Well, there's some of us who unabashedly prefer shows when Don's on there. We like all of them, but uh, they just you know somehow seem to be funnier. And I guess one of the markers, one of the ways that you can tell what you are in fact watching is the the shows with Don Knotts on them that were a part of the original set are all in black and white and. The, and 1965, 66, I think, was really the turning point for when when shows. I know that's when um, they they might have put the Perry Mason show on, although it it actually only had one color show ever. Uh, but that's when state show.
Yeah. Uh, just, you know, just coincidentally, that was the time that Don chose to leave. Or so that was it coincides with going from black and white to color when when he when he leaves. Well, we've got just a little bit of time left, but uh, if those people wanted to, who do not know, wanted to get in get in touch with the Mayberry community, what are the websites that they would want to, to look at? Well, I guess the main place to go, as far as websites, would be the imayberry.com. Um, uh, and then, of course, on Facebook, you can just you can just look for the Andy Griffith Show Rerun Watchers Club, and it'll it'll probably bring up several different options. Different several of our chapters have have uh, presences on on Facebook, but we also have our main our main Rerun Watchers Club page as well. So there's there's a lot of activity on 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 Facebook with with the show. Well, I'm kind of retro ret, retro in terms of I, I I'm not on Facebook, but that is one thing I noticed that I think it's come about since we last talked uh, Facebook, and I'm sure that that's getting up a lot lot more uh, interest and activity and so on. And I, I noticed you've got blogs and uh, podcasts and all kinds of things that have to do uh, yeah, with, with the Andy Griffith show. There's, there's a lot of a lot of things online, which is, again has worked out pretty well during these times when we can't get together. So it's nice to. And they say that last I heard, they, you know, they, they said the streaming services all say that they're the Andy Griffith is getting um, more than its share of, of uh, activity because people are yearning for kind of the simple life of Mayberry when they're stuck at home. I guess so they're they're uh, more people than usual watching the Andy Griffith show these days. So that's, that's one benefit of the pandemic, I guess. Well, little did we know that all this activity would be taking place this far along, but it's yep. good that it's still happening and that it is there and will, I think, always be there. Jim, thank you for talking with us tonight. And uh, well, I think we've overcome the fact that I, I, my, my reception is not ideal, but I think we, we've kept our conversation going and we've discovered the things we wanted to discover. Thanks for being on the program. And uh, 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 I didn't get to ask you about Mr. Schrump, but the next time we talk, we'll do that. Okay. That sounds okay. good. Well, thanks for having me on. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Tom. Jim Clark, the presiding goober of the Andy Griffith Show Rerun Watchers Club tonight. Uh, it's time for us to go. In fact, John, I cheated on him a little bit. Uh, John, give me a give me a uh, shout out here after you get the next thing going.